welcome to episode 77 of the Utah Royals FC Show. I'm Beard Show, and with me I've got Cindy and Lucas. Hello. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're so bad at our hellos. Hello. 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 (laughs) (laughs) How are you two doing? Uh, You know, I think I'm okay. I'm recovering from back-to-back Tottenham Hotspur losses, SKC losses, my indoor soccer team losing, Utah Royals. It's just like I feel like it's a very rough time for me <laughs> soccer-wise, and I'm I'm hanging in there, man. Soccer is a cruel game. Oh, I know. It just breaks your heart. Mm-hmm. Isn't it so weird how it does that to you? Like, results mm-hmm. just set you up for the entirety of the week. Or, like, mm-hmm. even before a game, the thought that knowing you can, like, get home from work or get from home from school and you have, like, that game Wednesday night or you have that game Saturday night, it just, like, helps you get through the week, you know? And then once you lose, it's, like, a shot in the face. It's the worst. Yeah. It's yeah, the worst. I, I also support Tottenham and... uh I would prefer just not to discuss it at this point. Um, you know, they're in my soccer teams I support. One of them is doing well in this moment, and that is the team I have mostly focused on emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's pull it back for Utah Royals for a little bit here. See, here's the thing. I think that, if you're going to support a soccer team, I think it should be the rule that everyone has to support a team that's really bad, or you have to support a team that's borderline relegation. That way it just sort of numbs you, you know? Was that why you picked uh, Crystal <laughs> Palace? Kind of, kind of <laughs> honestly, because I've noticed it's like anything in life. When you have zero expectations – it doesn't hurt so bad to get your heart broken, you know? It's like, oh, another one. But then, like, when you pull a win out of nowhere, it's like, wow, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's why I choose Tottenham because I knew that I was going to be set up for disappointment at some point. And sure enough, they haven't failed to do that. So, um, you know, my life has been full of disappointment, so why not continue that trend? <laughs> Jeez, this is so depressing, you guys. Uh, uh, maybe we should move it along in order to not depress the listeners. Yeah. One more thing, though. One more thing. Like, <laughs> the more I've thought about it, I feel like Tottenham is a really good club to sort of like pick that middle of the ground, right? Because like Palace is never going to win anything ever, mm-hmm. but Tottenham is like. There's a chance that you could actually win something. In fact, you did win something, didn't you? Like a preseason cup tournament thing? Yeah. We, so yeah. you're like on the edge of happiness. You're just like not quite there, you know? That's true. I do remember. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, Lucas. I, it's like that Bane quote from Batman. It's like, like true despair can't exist without hope. Tottenham gives you just enough hope to where it's like you think they'll do it and then they don't. And you feel worse. Mm, That's true. So it's almost kind of like, it's like, it's like reaching for a candy and then, you you know, when you play that claw game at like video game stores 
Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you're like, you're like, you have the toy you want. And then you're like pulling, you're like, oh man, I'm going to get it. And then as it's coming up, it's coming up, it just drops back down. That's kind of what it feels like to be a Tottenham fan, I think so. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. We should be therapists. (laughs) That's my takeaway. We could be. Support group. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So getting into the nitty gritty of things, I do have an update on our dear friend, Ryan Kelly. So he has officially moved out of the... um, out of the hospital and is in a long care residential treatment facility, I think is the proper, I guess, categorization of it. So if you want to go visit Ryan, which you should, I'm going to go visit him next week. Once I finish up my midterms, he is at four, two, six, five Burke kill road West off of main street in Murray go West on Gilbert. And he's in room 20. He's cautiously showing some improvement. Um, They're working on regaining his voice and speech because um, due to all the strokes that happened, he, he basically has to relearn everything, everything that happened, uh, how to talk, how to walk. Um, He does have some like familiarity with people who they are, what they mean to him, some sort of relation, but in terms of just like physical, capacities it's like he's starting from 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 square one so i know they've been working on like eating ice i think he's updated to a few solid foods and stuff like that um is going outside occasionally still in a wheelchair watching um some tv he was able to watch his beloved Bayern trample all over tottenham so if there is a silver lining to um, the depression of U2, I guess that could be it. But it's it's really, really baby steps. But we're going to keep updating um, his recovery along the way and as things happen. Yeah, so I guess there is something positive from that 72. You know, I actually did think of Ryan there. I was like, oh, I hope Ryan's watching this because I bet he's – Enjoying it. That was yeah, my I mean, I think I said something similar in like our, our group chat. Like he, you know, I hope he's happy, even if that means, you know, I'm disappointed in that result. But overall, it's, you know, glad he's making good progress. But man, just that road ahead just mm. it seems pretty intense. Yeah, it's, it's mm. very daunting. I know that um, – him and his dad listen to the podcast on a weekly basis. They sort of sit down on his iPad and and play it. And so as you're listening, I just want to reiterate that uh, we love you, dude. You're going to pull through this. We're here for you. Sorry, I haven't made it out yet. Again, life has been crazy, and, I, and, I, and I'm hoping to see you within the next week or so. Uh, I think it would also be cool to do like a fan, just like sort of a, a compilation of folks like writing in their thoughts about Ryan or even like audio recordings. And then if we were to combine it into an episode and send it to him, that'd be really cool. Uh, Maybe I'll organize that when I have a little bit more free time. Yeah. 
That's really cool. Yeah, Missy Ryan, pulling for you. You got this. All right, shall we talk about some stuff around the league? Let's do it. All right. Um, so Washington Spirit beat the Orlando Pride 3 nothing. Spirit moved into fifth place. Utah are now in sixth. Blah. Pride are set to finish at the bottom. They will get the number one draft pick next year. They have been so bad. The Pride team has been so bad. And I'm not convinced that Mark Skinner is some horrible coach. And while, yeah, I think that, um, like, it's been unfortunate not to have Marta or Alex Morgan or Sydney LaRue, who, by the way, played her first game after giving birth to a baby three months ago, which is super, super cool. I, I don't know. I don't think that they are as bad as their record indicates that they are, but they've been horrible. Yeah. yeah, which is which is it's so it's such a weird thing because you knew you know they're kind of in the rebuilding phase with Mark Skinner, but man, they were bad, and they have like a lot of international players. It's not you know we know. I mean, the World Cup kind of took Marta out and Morgan, but I feel like on paper this team is so much better, and they just. Did not look good at all. Yeah, I mean, they're on 15 points. Their last game is uh, they host Rain FC. You would imagine Rain is able to go in and get all three points, which, you know, ending a 24-game season with um, 15 points is – there are problems, you know. It's kind of what – from what everyone has said when they brought in, you know, Alex Morgan and they traded away so many draft picks and that has just continued to be – a problem they have enough names in that team you think they would perform a bit better but in a world cup year where many of the players are gone for large chunks of the season you know that's kind of the results you end up with for sure for sure it's also really bizarre that they were they played a game during the international break like why did that happen i don't think they had a choice I can't remember if it got rescheduled. Was I feel like Washington got some no, but this game was in Orlando, right? Oh, was it rescheduled because of that hurricane? Oh yeah. Yeah, that that's sounds, what it that probably that makes sense. Which that could have happened to Utah when the Rain FC uh game got canceled. There was that potential that it could be during the international break and then, you know, both Rain FC and URFC would be without some of their international players. But I think just to be safe, we should go back and replay that game. I agree. <laughs> Let's do no it. No contest for me. <laughs> if Let's only. do it. If, if only. Well, this yeah, this next weekend is the final weekend of um, the NWSL regular season. Um, North Carolina hosts New Jersey, Orlando hosts the rain, uh, the Royals host the dash and the thorns host the spirit. 
I think one thing I'm definitely going to be watching closely is that Portland Washington game. Um, because you would think Washington or uh, Portland will get the win, you know, being at home right before the playoffs. Um, and that would allow Utah to finish in fifth place. Um, should they beat Houston, which they have not done this season, but do you think that that matters? Do you think it's important to the Royals to finish in fifth above sixth, or is it just they miss the playoffs and that's really the, the only thing that, that mattered? No, I think it matters because I think finishing below, I think they're already going to finish below last year with points. Am I right? Or are they kind that of can be even? Right. Yeah. So I think, I think even that is kind of like, well, we have less points than last year already. So I think it matters. I think it matters to, you know, the players, the clubs, Laura Harvey. I, I think, yeah, you didn't make playoffs, but you also want to be like a team that barely missed out. And last year they yeah. did barely miss out. And I feel like this year the <laughs> the collapse happened a lot sooner than last year. I feel like yeah, last year they had a chance. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, um, last year, the end of the season with 35 points, they're currently on 31 points. So even if they get a win, they'll still be yeah. one point short from last year, which isn't, mm. you know, it's obviously a, a small drop off, but you kind of don't want to see a drop off at all. Um, right. Even as a team. Right. I agree. I think, I think for year two, um, it's definitely a more disappointing just because you know they were capable of more. But, and, and for a long time they had a, I mean, the season started strong. Summer was kind of rough, but then they had that nice uh, surge and I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Virtual, are you still with us? Where I, are we gone? I am still <laughs> I am still here. I'm just enjoying the conversation. I think um, the biggest takeaway for me in terms of the disappointment is just not playing up to, you know, the potential that the team had. And I don't think it's necessarily about having high expectations. I think that this roster is capable of making the playoffs and it just didn't execute. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree with that. It didn't. 110%. (laughs) We will uh, cry and talk about our sadness a little bit later on in a bit Mm -hmm. more detail. Some other things sort of around the world of Woso. So Tigres Feminil how, how do you say that, Cindy? I'm probably butchering that. Tigres Femenil. There, there you go. There you have it. Yeah. So um, they in Houston Dash played a friendly in Monterrey, Mexico. That's kind of a, a cool international setup. We talk about how the U.S. women's national team just has game after game after game at friendly. It's really kind of cool to see an international club game like that happened. Um, Tigres beat Houston two to one. Speaking of the U.S. Women's National Team, they 
wrapped up a victory tour in Chicago in a 1-1 draw versus South Korea. It was Jill Ellis' last game with 106 victories, winning as coach in U.S. soccer, back-to-back World Cup titles. Uh, Cindy wrote that for how much she was criticized, she sure leaves with a legacy. And she made a lot of dumb decisions that I don't agree with tactically or like playing players who frankly don't deserve it. Like Carly, in, in, in my eyes, Carly Lloyd should not have played with the national team the last two years. Bring in new blood. It's not going to hurt you. There's a bunch of other little things. But regardless, she won. She's a legend. Yeah, which is, I'm, I'm with you. I think I was one of the biggest, I think going into this, this uh, World Cup, I was not. 100% that the U.S. would go that far. I thought that maybe England or France would get their number, but, you know, when I I don't – I still think that um, the reason why Joe Ellis goes out on top is because her players are just super talented, and, and she recognized that. So she was really good. She wasn't the best at coming up with, like, you know, game plans and – and executing them because there was a year there was a year where it was really iffy but when you have incredibly talented players who do not give up it's kind of hard to beat that and um you know props a lot of props for just for how she was able to get the right players um even some that were you know questionable like but hey you get the players who can win that's really what's going to set your legacy. And, you know, she goes out on top. I think probably silenced a lot of haters out there, myself included. <laughs> she certainly, <laughs> yeah, made it work. Uh, and she seems to be pretty incredible at just managing those players, like really good at, um, you know, the relationship management side of the job. I mean, I think we see that a similar characteristic in Laura Harvey is um, seems to be really valued by um, a lot of the players. And that goes a long, long way. Um, When I think about like the men's side, it almost reminds me of Jurgen Klinsmann. If Jurgen Klinsmann had had good players to work with. Um, But yeah, I think it's the right time for her for her to go she should she could have um you know fought for or i'm sure if she had wanted to she could have stayed in for the olympic cycle but in my mind and maybe this was her thinking like why risk that she can go out and she's the coach who won back-to-back world cups um and right now it's sort of a caveat that she lost the 2016 or not lost but you know uh didn't medal for the 2016 olympics um and if she were to take another crack at the Olympics and fail, then it becomes, yeah, she won a World Cup, but she couldn't get it done at the Olympics. Um, and I don't think there's any reason for her to take that risk. She's she's won the you know the most important trophy in the sport. Um, she's done that twice. Uh, she's set herself apart as you know the winningest coach in U.S. history. Um, and I think that's enough. I agree with that agree with that um so new coach announced soon 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. I think that it will at least... I I would think that the earliest that they would do it would be Monday. So, like, right after the regular season of the NWSL finishes. Maybe wait till after the playoffs. Again, that depends who they're going to hire. I hear that Laura Harvey is still in that conversation, whether she's like a front runner or not. Don't know, but there are names floating around and she is one of them. Yeah. I mean, RJ has talked a couple times about how she thinks it'll be um, uh, Harvey because she is, you know, um, sort of the only woman who's running and is a front runner and U.S. soccer sort of embedded in battle embroiled. There we go. In this kind of PR battle um, with equal pay and hiring a man uh, in the midst of that is not a great look for them. Um, And I think she's also, you know, Harvey's also a very talented coach. I think she would do well with the national team. I think she's, she's great at building relationships with players in a way. I think Ellis, um, was and is um and she she knows the sport even if the royals have struggled um you know this season a bit last season like she she knows how to coach a team you know i think one other thing that's interesting to talk about in relation to harvey is that given the huge mess and everything that's happening with the front office currently this could be a way out for her if she wanted out, if that makes any sense. So that could be a reason for her to maybe push herself for that job. I don't know. That's just a random thought. Uh, enough on that, because in terms of whoever is going to be the next coach of the U.S. Women's National Team, as far as the intel we have, it's all just speculation in terms of other news around the league though. That's exciting. So there's the meet the team event coming up Thursday night. Mm-hmm. That should be exciting. I think I'm the only one who will be there. Cause obviously you were at a state Lucas, you're traveling, right? Yeah. I'm, um, I'm officiating my stepbrother's wedding in Oregon. So I will be uh, at a rehearsal dinner uh, at that time. That's tight. That's exciting. I'm also not a season ticket holder, so no one invited me. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure my wife got the email. She has a season ticket. Oh. Weren't you last year? I was last year, yeah. I didn't I didn't go. I guess I would feel a little bit weird about going. Uh like I've I've been, you know, met all the players in like sort of a more professional setting. It'd be kind of strange to be like, Hey Gunny, can you send my jersey? <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It'd be really, yeah, I guess that's true. I think at this point, being a fan is, you just can't be a fan anymore. I don't know. I really want to be in the Labonta's Instagram story and say mean things about Katie Stengel again. (laughs) That was really fun. Oh, man. Maybe I'll go early and I'll just run into her like last year. That'd be awesome. Um, so, as promised, last game of the season against Houston, I don't have a lot of hope mm. on this game, any real confidence that we can win, just given 
how we played against Houston all this season and then last season, I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is specifically, but it's just not, it's just not a great matchup for us. I feel. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think you're wrong. <laughs> you think um, I'm wrong? I think you're wrong, but I, I think, I think it'll be, I would hope that by now, Laura Harvey has figured out um, Houston's game plan. That's my hope. I can hope. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I agree with that. Like, there's enough enough talent on this team uh, that they, sh- you know, we've said this several times. They should be able to beat Houston. Obviously, they have not. Um, but it's a home game, and it's also like I hope it's a game that the players show up for and feel like this is their, you know, like last shot of the season Mm -hmm. to really impress um, and impress their fans. And hopefully, you know, missing out the playoffs lights, a little bit of a fire, Um, you know, Houston dynamo, for example, just went to LA and beat the galaxy at home coming from behind. Um, Hopefully that doesn't carry over to the dash, but like that kind of like once a team is eliminated from playoff contention, they can still pull out some impressive results. And I think, um, I think Laura Harvey will really want to end the season on a high note. For sure. And just thinking back to Chicago last year, I mean, I feel Chicago had uh, Utah's number that last season, and then Utah kind of pulled it together in that last game to finish on a high note and give us hope for 2019, and now here we are again. (laughs) This is a really sad show. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Anyway. How – so I guess two questions. One – how would you like us to line up to do you think we line up any differently, any sort of drastic changes? I think the only thing maybe is goalkeeper. I think I said it a couple of weeks ago that if Utah misses out on the playoffs, that Nicole Barnhart should sit this one out. And Abby Smith should get the start. I don't, I know after, I feel like mm, with Barnhart, it's it's really touchy because she's great and she's awesome. But I don't think she was that great these last few games. Yeah, I agree with that, unfortunately. I, I it felt like she was, you know, really incredible the first half of the season and then, you know, we started to see some mistakes come from her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. I agree with that, but I also sort of disagree. Like, I don't think she's been bad. I think she was playing at like an A plus level and now she's playing at a B plus level. I don't I, I wouldn't say she's responsible for or you know plays an overall huge role in the fact that we lost the last four games, but I do agree. And I see that it was definitely been a little bit of a step downward, but 
mm-hmm. it would be really interesting to see Abby play because she hasn't played all year and she mm-hmm. played more games than Barney did last year. I think, I don't know. I have like a tiny, tiny part of me thinks that Barney might retire. I don't want her to, but I think that if she does, it might be an indication that that would be like her last go around. Whereas if Abby started, which I think Abby should just to get the minutes because, you know, the game means nothing, then it's definitely pointing to the fact that Barney will be back. I don't know. Maybe I sound ridiculous. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I mean, I, I think it probably would play into what Harvey's plan is for the team next season. Um, But like, it's hard to read into like maybe Barney is going to retire and she wants to start the process off of getting Smith some, some minutes and some confidence or yeah, if she is, if Barney is going to stick around, which I, my ideal situation is she sticks around for another season and helps develop Abby Smith. Like she's already, Barney has already, you know, done a season with the reserves as a goalkeeping coach. Um, you know, between her and Jason, like I think they would really help in uh, Smith's development. Um, but if you sit Smith or if you sent Barney, like a, that does communicate a weird message, you know, like, oh, she had mistakes and now she's out in the last game of the season. Like, I think it's, I think we're going to see Barney again. I think Harvey's the kind of coach at once to make sure, you know, her players feel good, feel confident, and feel trusted. And she starts Barney. I think it communicates that message. Do you think we see a continuation of the last lineup that we've seen with, you know, Weber in the back, um, Gunny in the back, Bowen on the bench, Katie starting? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that Gunny should be back there. Neither do I. I yeah. That's that's my main thing. I don't I don't I think I don't think Katie did any Bowen did anything to not get the nod. I, I don't I yeah, I don't understand why I understand why Laura was changing things up because it was that moment of maybe even desperation. But I don't think that if anything, it should have been Weber. Um, so it's it's been an interesting. There's a lot of things we can talk about Laura in the game, and you know we can talk about her lack of substitutions when needed. And there's been a lot of interesting decisions she has made. Interesting. These last, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see Bowen again. Uh, you know, I I feel like our strongest lineup, assuming uh, Kelly is still injured, would be a back line of um, Bowen, Corsi, uh, Sauerbrunn, and and Weber. Um, like, it'd be sweet to see see Mamon again, but I, I don't think I don't think that will happen in the last game of the season. Honestly, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I think my preferred lineup would be like 
Maimon, Nolf, Vincent, Timrak, uh, Raisa, just sort of like not burn it all down, but give minutes to players that haven't had a lot of minutes or maybe in another instance, like play Sydney Miramontes and just sort of play those players and sort of make them prove that, you know, they deserve a roster spot next year. Maybe that's a little bit more of an aggressive way to put that, but just go really young, go really, really different. There's nothing to, to play for, but that's, that's my opinion. I don't think we'll see that, but no. I'd like to see it. I don't think we'll see that either. I guess I, in a realistic scenario, because I, I feel pretty sure she's not going to start a bunch of rookies. Like it would be good to see, you know, the strongest starting 11 we have. Um, and that's up for debate, but, um, and then substitution, not of veterans, you know, not, not a bringing gunny in, um, but more, you know, you do two 60-minute substitutions with young players. You do a 75th-minute substitution with a young player and get get them some more meaningful minutes rather than just not using subs or subbing so late that, you know, players can't have an effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think something to consider, too, is that um, the ex- the expansion draft is going to sort of pick apart everybody's roster. So any way you slice it, and yeah, the Olympics aren't super long, but next year, any way you slice it, I think that the rookies from this year or, you know, the rookies from next year are going to play a part in this season next year just because you're going to be losing players. And so I think getting those minutes would be really, really important, especially considering that we've heard absolutely nothing about the w league i don't know if as of now i don't know if any players are going to go over um to australia to to get some of that game time action so when did we start hearing that last um, season before the season ended okay interesting yeah the w league mm. starts up this month what that's crazy mm-hmm. does what yes yeah and that's always tough because players are really, if they are going down to Australia, they really have like, they don't have a break. They're going from one end of the season to another one. And I, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I think some players, not all of them are playing. Some want to just to continue elevating their game. But I mean, Maybe why isn't Katie Stengo not going back, right? I so I know for a fact that Katie Stengel is not returning to the club she played for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll be going back to a different club. I have heard nothing on that end. I know that there was talk about them changing like uh, putting a cap on how many foreign players the league would accept because they really want to grow the the Australian national team and per- particularly with like younger, younger talent, people who haven't broken into the national team yet. So they're trying to sort of phase out um, it being like a guest league. I don't know the exact details of what was implemented or not, but... Uh. 
Yeah, I I haven't heard much about it. And it could just be because the NWSL season is wrapping up. That's very true. Um, I don't know. That's very true. Who knows? Guess we'll find out. So win, lose, draw, what are your two's predictions? For Saturday, I think... I think Utah wins Dang it, one to zero. One zero standard too. <laughs> uh, but I think it's going to be one zero to yeah. Utah. <laughs> yep. Oh wait, you're picking them to no, lose to Utah. Like they win. Ah. Uh, oh, gotcha. Never mind. I'll pick them to lose two one loss. Man, uh, you just love to hate. You do. I'm sorry. That's probably why they had a bad no. season. <laughs> that was so rude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Cindy. Those are fighting words, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. JK. Uh, if anybody, it's probably Stockton because every time Utah, every time Utah went down a goal, he's like, game over. <laughs> I mean, hi Stockton. I see your point, but also I don't know if he was wrong. Unfortunately, he was not. He was not always positive. Well, I think there might have been a couple of times where he, like Portland, where I was like, Portland was winning. He was like, "Sorry, sounds over." He did say that. See, but but that's where you go back to low expectations right if you have low expectations you're not going to get hurt yeah i guess <laughs> but i would rather <laughs> stockton we think you're awesome Stockton's um, a great and appreciate dude. your passion stockton bear yeah what a cool name. it is a cool name but it is a cool name. in just i just i don't know i think Houston has had our number, and I think that they will continue to have our number. Yeah, but who hasn't had our so number? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sky Maybe Blue FC. We lost to Sky Blue. Uh, yeah. Uh, did we lose to everyone? Orlando Pride? Hmm. About that. Okay. Well, yeah, but Orlando <laughs> doesn't even have a phone to dial anyone's <laughs> number. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. Y'all are great. Y'all are mm. great. Um, one mm. of the things that I want to shout out about the Houston Dash game is so I have hundreds of Utah Royals of Seashow stickers, and I thought about selling them to do like a fundraiser mm. for us to buy new mics or something or merch or yada yada yada. But I've just decided mm-hmm. that it would take too long to ship that stuff out. So if you want a couple of stickers for our podcast with the logo, they're actually pretty cool to put on your laptop or, I don't know, vandalize something with. Please don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to to deck something out, just come find me in 29 and be like, hey, I listened to the podcast. I'd like a couple stickers. Um, I'll give you some stickers. So sweet that'll that'll be a thing for the upcoming game um so 
as the season wraps up, we are doing our end of year season awards. Last year was really, really fun. We did a lot of cool awards like best dancer, most likely to be vegan, who has the cutest dog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This year we took it a little bit more seriously. And so we've got um, a little, some more, I guess, competitive on the field awards. And so we have fired that link everywhere. Please go do it. As it currently stands, it's uh, like 60 people who have filled out the form. And that's a horrible sample size. So um, go fill that out. Share it with your friends. It's really fun to sort of see people's feedback and answering not only the show and, wh- and what they think of the podcast, but as well as end of year awards. There's also the option to vote for the illustrious golden sock award <laughs> that um, one of our very own co-hosts is a, uh, a nominee for. Isn't that right, Cindy? Cindy? Cindy. No, I'm here. I just forgot to hit on my on my thing. Um, <laughs> wait, nominated for oh, nom. What am I nominated for? The Golden for? Sock Award. Oh, I thought you said soccer, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be very honored, for you sure. Don't know if you've won it yet. Can't wait. Oh, oh well. I better win because I'll be very sad. You know that there's a contingency <laughs> with winning that award, right? Yeah. Can we add um, Deli, uh, Lucas's dog, to that? Because he actually eats That's the true. sock. He loves socks. <laughs> so I have competition. I'll go in and make that change. Yeah. <laughs> Deli, not oh, a soccer man. player. The adorable dog. Mm-hmm. The adorable. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. So I want to do yeah. a little bit of a roundtable with you two as to who you think should win the individual awards. So the first award is the player you most missed from last year. A, Alexa Newfield. B, Katrina Gorey. C, Elise Torsness. Or D, Alex Arlett. What do you think, Cindy? Uh, well, I think we saw Gory the most, and she did have some moments of flair. So I'm going to go with Gory. I will also go with Gory. Lucas? I know we didn't see Elise a lot, but I just it would have been interesting to have what felt like a more reliable backup attacker. So I'm going to go with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's an interesting shout. I like it though. What injury did you cry the most over? A. Taylor Lytle, B. Diana Matheson, C. Brittany Ratcliffe. Do we do we officially uh, know that? Well, considering uh, that oh. Matheson is re- is actually <laughs> injured because that was not lifted for months. <laughs> <laughs> well, hypothetically. Theoretically, suspensefully, yes, she was. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I think Radcliffe's was pretty devastating. 
Uh, yeah. Just because she was a game changer. So I'm going to say about that one. It's wild to me to think how differently this season could have gone if even just one of these players were healthy. I think Taylor Lytle mm-hmm. in particular, the way she closed out last year was such a hot streak. It would have been mm-hmm. nice to have seen her continue that a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think far and away the player we missed most due to injury, who's not a season-ending injury, but um, was Kelly O'Hara. Um, mm. Why isn't she listed here? I can't remember. Is it because she's not season It's ending? for okay. season-ending injuries only, uh, so only players who miss the entirety of the yeah. season. Then I would say Ratcliffe, too. I think the attacking spark she could bring was something the team definitely needed. But they're all, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's they're all big misses. So at, yeah. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I would honestly put O'Hara on season ending. I mean, if she doesn't play the last game, I I don't know why. She, I mean, at this point, I would consider her done. It was like missed the entire season though. She played a little bit. So the point of the oh. question was, you didn't play, you didn't practice, you didn't. Yeah. Did Matheson not play um, at all? Gotcha. She did not play at all. Crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know. All right. Um, who performed the best for the U.S. Women's National Team? I think it was Kelly O'Hara, hands down. I think she had the best World Cup easily. I thought Becky had kind of a disappointing World Cup. Like, it, it wasn't bad. <gasps> Those but were fighting I, words. <gasps> I... Th- I, I just think that O'Hara had a better World Cup. I thought Press had a good World Cup too, but Press just did not get the same minutes that Kelly did. See, but I think that's why Press had the most. She was the best one out there because she did the most with her time. And I think she scored Martin, a few she goals. Did too? Yeah, a couple mm, assists. And some assists. So, would so, you say that Press impressed? Yeah. <laughs> She impressed. First time I met her, I asked her <laughs> if she had a favorite um, pun about her last name. And she's, she immediately was like, oh, no, I don't like any of them. I don't like last name puns. And then two days later <laughs> on her Instagram story, she posted a pun with her last name. I was like, you lied to me. Outraged. Um, I, yeah. I think Kelly oh, she had the best performance. I mean, they. I really liked how they all played. I thought, yeah. The Royals did a fantastic do- job with the mm. national team. Um, it's really hard to pick. Um, I think part of it is because Kelly was injured a good bit, was just coming back, and then played so much of that tournament. She won, you know, listed mm-hmm. to, um, you know, best 11. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go KO. Mm. KO. Yeah. What about international performers? How do y'all feel about that? I was not a very good watcher of these games. What do you mean, Cindy? You didn't quit your job and just watch the World Cup all day? No, I I wish, man. Um, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, don't know. I yeah, I I plead the fifth. 
it's it's kind of hard because all three of their national teams underwhelmed a bit. Like no one mm-hmm. really covered themselves yeah. in glory. I, like I think it's fantastic that Scotland made it to a World Cup and Rachel Corsi was the captain. Like I think that's a huge accomplishment. But you know she did have some mistakes in in key moments, which was really unfortunate. Um, I I honestly can't remember um, how how well Scott performed. I felt like she was like fine, but again, Canada really underwhelmed. Um, for Bowen, I remember enjoying watching her in the midfield. I thought that was really cool to see. It was certainly different position and a different look than than what we're used to seeing with the Royals. So I'm going to go Bowen just because it was cool to see her versatility with how she played on her national team versus the Royals. I'm going to disagree how there a little you? bit. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. It was really fun to see Katie Bowen play in the midfield as she does, you know, when she's on national team duty, but I just thought that she was really invisible for huge chunks of games. And it was just sort of hard to follow her. I echo the sentiments on Rachel Corsi. Uh, I have never been as proud to be in eighth Scottish in my entire life as I was during those during during that month. But I think that um, her blunders really stood out. And I think that she probably had the worst world cup out of everyone. Um, Desiree Scott made some great tackles. She made plays happen again, Canada underwhelmed for sure. But I think that Desiree Scott was definitely my international world cup performer. I like that though. I, I like how we're uh, all over the place with our opinions on that one. That's fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Comeback player of the year, Laddish or Labonta? Labonta. Mm-hmm. See, I think performance wise, Labonta for sure. But I think from a, because of everything she had to overcome for the past two years, it's a lot of mental stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say laddish just because, yeah, because of that. Two years, it's a mental battle and also a physical one. So we didn't get to see much of that because of, you know, the craziness of another injury. Yeah. But I mean, that, that that's hard to argue with. I, I think my... I don't disagree with anything you said about Laddish. I think her accomplishment is is really incredible. But with um with Lowe, she made herself pretty indispensable on the team, um, where she was regularly in the starting eleven. Um and I think, you know, where she was often not in the starting eleven, often didn't, you know, wouldn't feature um in twenty eighteen for the Royals, I think kind of locking down a starting 11 position was was a huge uh huge step for her i'm definitely in both of y'all's camps i think that mandy laddish had probably the best story in the nwsl except for maybe tony presley with orlando but i mean holy shit lola bonta was so i'm good this year she was so Mm good this year especially after last year 
and like everything that happened in her personal life and then no longer, I guess, you know, losing her spot in the rotation. She, you know, going into this year, we predicted that she was going to be a fringe player and that she was going to have to fight for her spot on the team. And come the end of the year, she may not have a ready-made contract for her. I think um, if you have to protect four or five players with expansion, and we we know it's going to be more than that, but I think you hold on to Lola Bonta for dear life. Incredible, incredible season. Also, side note, met her dad. Really nice dude. That's cool. Yeah, hmm. and cops are normally typically in, like super intimidating to me. Nice guy. <laughs> Real nice guy. That's really funny. My best friend is a cop and uh you know, that's a recent development. Like in college we had a NWA F the police poster over our kitchen sink. Uh <laughs> and he's just like such a goober, it's weird that he's a police officer. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Mm. <laughs> I love that a lot. Mm. All right. Rookie of the year. Gabby Vincent, Michelle Maimone, mm. Alex Kimball, Maddie North, Melissa Lauder, Raisa Strom, Okimoto. Um, I think Gabby Vincent. I'm in that camp as well. Yeah, I think in my mind it really mm-hmm. comes down to Vincent or Maimone. Maimone had, you know, did well early on, but certainly dropped off. And Vincent, you know, stepped up at a really critical time for the team. So. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, Gabby is the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked to have seen more Maimon. I know I know we've literally had that conversation each week on the podcast, but it would have been interesting to have seen what she could do. Yeah. 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 It it goes to Vincent. Newcomer of the year, Vero or Weber. Weber. Right? Yeah. I forgot how you say <laughs> it. <laughs> Are you thinking Weber State? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's probably why. Cindy, was that your answer? Weber, or were you just correcting? <laughs> oh, I was just correcting. I, <laughs> I think Vera was probably more impactful, even though I like uh, Weber and I want her to stick around. Um, she mm-hmm. played a lot of the season out of her natural position as m- more of an outside back. Clearly, Laura Harvey trying to uh, replace Kelly O'Hara in that position. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I I honestly feel like Vero underwhelmed, um, but I still think she was probably the newcomer of the year. Yeah, Vero for sure. That's my pick. Vero Cindy, es fantastica. When we interviewed her together. Good we time. did. Wait, Story okay. time. Yeah. So it was like the first. It was the practice before the first game, and we asked for players, and they were like, "No national team players." And we're like, "Fine." And then so we um, instead got Spain's all-time <laughs> like, oh. leading goal. <laughs> we did yeah she's so awesome she 
I love her. such a warm personality. Like she was stoked to talk mm-hmm. to us, gave really great answers. Um, you can find that video from April on the RSL Soapbox uh, Twitter feed if you if you mm-hmm. want to. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like her a lot. That's why I'm a huge Vero fan. Not only because we are Spanish sisters, but um, yeah, I like her. If she leaves, I will cry. You know, I kind of think she will leave because she's hopped around a lot. No. And she she talked about no. that she came to Utah because she wants to win a trophy. But she hasn't really stayed anywhere for more than a year. I wouldn't be surprised to see her want to oh. jump, which makes me really bummed. <laughs> yeah, she has been I don't around think... a ton. I'm looking at her. She does. Her um, uh, Wikipedia page. She's like exactly two weeks younger than me. <laughs> which makes me feel like i have not accomplished enough i don't have any <laughs> named after me yet but you have a great you are going to do a wedding you are a performer of weddings so thank you that is true we should uh start a petition to uh, get the stadium changed to lucas tinto stadium <laughs> oh that would be a whole thing <laughs> Or Big Daddy yes. Lucas. Yeah. Big be. Daddy Lucas Arena. Oh. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I feel like that's what we have to title yeah. the episode now. <laughs> oh, awesome. Good. Awesome, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. I don't, I don't think Lucas finds this funny at all. It's so funny. It's like a little funny, but I also feel a little uncomfortable. Like that started, I think, because whenever Kane scores, like I'll tweet Big Daddy Kane because it's silly. And then you guys made a mug with that statement. <laughs> I can't continue the show. I'm laughing Sorry. so hard. I think I think we just That's need true. to stop here. <laughs> okay. We have a listener question. Oh man, we, we, we got to talk about MVP. So the show must go on. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I agree that Vero underwhelms, and I think it's just because I had. So I, I view it this way: I had a lot of high expectations for Vero, and my expectations for Weber, 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 Faber, whatever for Mallory my expectations for Mallory were like, who is this person? Why did we just sign them? And I thought she was outstanding. So given just sort of my personal perception going in, I think uh, I'm going to go with, with, with Mallory. No, that's fair. As MVP. Uh, for me, it's got to be Kristen Press. There's no way it's not Kristen Press. This team only felt like it was alive when Kristen Press was on the field, in my opinion. Although, even though, yeah, a last rod outscored her. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm actually gonna say Barney because, yeah, she cut. I. I think the whole team dropped off. I, I, it can't be like on one single player. Laura's game plan failed. 
team didn't carry it out, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think Barney is the MVP. There was just she kept them in the games in so many of the games. And remember that Portland game? I think that was the I think that was the game that really cemented her greatness, you know, for for this season for her. So I'm gonna go Those Barney. Are some great shouts. I, I think Barney would be my second. I think. But she was phenomenal. Yeah. I I'm not that's such a hard question to answer, honestly. Like there are times where I felt like Becky just did an incredible job. But then there were certainly games where the back line was pretty leaky, and I thought she that's sort of her realm to command is that back line. Um, so I think it comes down to either A-Rod or Press, and yeah, I think the point that the team felt a lot more just a much more significant attacking threat when Press was on the field. Um and when she was gone, I think she was the most noticeable noticeable absence on the team. So I guess I'll go press for MVP. MVP. Impressed. I'm impressed. Good stuff, gang. Good stuff. And keep in mind, mm. if you're listening, this exact same poll will be making the runs again. So if, uh, if you haven't mm. voted yet and you want to throw your voice out there, please do. Please do. Mm. All right. Don't we have don't we, we do. have listener we questions? Do. We do. Oh. We should we should jump okay. to that next. Do one of you want to take it? Okay. Mm, yes, because I like reading stuff. Hmm. All right. So Allie apparently made a sign with a cooler and on that on it it says like a Gatorade cooler that Laura Harvey sits on and it says hashtag throne. Not being serious at all, but should Laura Harvey add her John Hancock to my totally awesome sign this Saturday? Yes. Absolutely, yes. It's a very firm mm. yes for me as well. Do it, Allie. We support you. All right. Stockton. So, for the one person going to the meet the team event, what player are you most excited to meet? Honestly, I just want to say hi to uh, Scott Parkinson. Mostly. Mm, he's so, he nice. so nice. Yeah. He's a great he guy. Is, he is. I Sp- also cannot wait to get a selfie with Kristen Press. So uh, people will stop attacking Ooh. us and telling us that we hate her. <laughs> because apparently the people that, who run maybe? this That's not going to change her. anyone's mind. I know I'm not. It's not going to change mm-hmm. anyone's mind. I know. I know. Haters going to hate. Haters are gonna hate. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. It's okay, but you should you should take, you should a, take selfie a selfie and be like with press, and then tweet it out with the caption "Me and the worst player in the league" just to piss people off. <laughs> wow, I'm not. No, gonna don't do that, please. We like want that, <laughs> Yeah, how let's, much let's hate not... do you want on the internet? You'll get a lot. Mm. 
It's true. I still get messages. <gasps> like, it's I true. kid you not. I still get messages or we still get comments. Like, when we posted this, some random person with, like, one follower who is completely irrelevant just said, probably not Chris and Press. They hate her. And it's like, you've never like. listened to our show before. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Pay them no attention. All right. And for those who are not going to this very important event in the history of Utah Royals FC, what player would you want to meet the most? Um, For me, I would say I feel like not like I'm important, but just because I feel like I get pretty close when I'm like on the field. But as far as like talking to and like say hello. My name is Cindy. I'm your biggest fan girl. It would be Becky Sabrin. Yeah, she's cool in real life. I've chatted with her. No big deal. In real life. <laughs> um I mean I have this this sounds so pretentious. Like I have met everyone. Um yeah, I think if so ish. if I was gonna like hang out with anyone, I feel like it'd be fun to like just chat with a rod because all my interactions with her have been like super positive. She's if it's not coming off of a loss, like in a post-match setting, she's always like yeah, really friendly and like jokes around. Um, I saw her at a Monarchs game and like we were like joking about like fast food milkshakes or something. Um, Cause we had like that had come up in the press conference the night before. I'm like, Oh cool. Like, you know, she's a big deal, like, but she remembered who I was and like we continued our joke we had the night before. Like it's like, oh that was fun. Yeah. But yeah. I like her. Do you guys want to know what I just realized? And I hate to digress. I'm gonna totally have mm. to apologize to Becca Moros for never responding to her email. And it just hit me that I never responded wow. to it because I was too afraid and embarrassed to respond to it late. And now it's been like two and a half months. Ooh. What did she email you? Yeah, about? you're gonna have to do that to get on the show. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You should just email her back and be like, "Hey, we st- uh, we still on? Does yeah. does does that time still work? That's gonna be embarrassing. I'll totally do it though. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Um. All right. Sabrina asked, which um is. Pretty good take. I think we talked about this a little bit. We did, not a little bit, a lot. Um, what do you expect from the last Royals game next weekend? I th- She says, I think Harvey could give a chance to some players who didn't see the field enough this season slash lately. One last chance to do some tests in the lineup and formation already thinking about next season, maybe. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's I'm legit. for that. Yeah, I support it, Sabrina. <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> were you going to say something? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. And last but not least, from our favorite media person in the whole entire world, Alex Vejar. He says, question, why haven't you had that guy from the Trib on the podcast yet? RSL show did. What guy from the Trib is he hmm. talking about? Is he talking about Ryan McDonald? Chris oh, uh, I thought he's with the athletic now. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan's with Desert News. So no, maybe not that guy. Just being facetious. Alex, we would love to have I, you on. Um, unlike uh, 
the RSL show, we all we all do this remotely, so it's a little bit more challenging. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll try to work something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm game. There are like four other people were trying to get interviewed that I've just been too busy slash overwhelmed to set it up but we'll we'll make that happen hopefully once the season ends we'll uh get some interviews going Mm -hmm. we'd love to have well we just need to set a time um alex arlett on again i think it'd be fun to have katrina gory on there was interest expressed there becca moros we're gonna have um carla and dan haslam back on again as well but Mm -hmm. uh yeah we should get alex on that that would be a fun time Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Groovy. We should. Any uh last mm. parting thoughts? No. I I got nothing. I mean I it, it's gonna be Oh go oh. ahead. It's gonna be. I said I got nothing. But Lucas, you have I something. I just you know, I I'll be gone for the last home game and I feel sad the season's over. It's been you know, there's been a lot of up and mm-hmm. ups and downs this season, but it's been super fun watching the team, covering the team. Uh, it's been a really, really great year in women's soccer in a lot of ways. Uh, we've seen some really big attendance numbers in the NWSL, some records set, the U.S. winning another another um, World Cup. Like, it's been pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, and now I feel a little nostalgic and sad, and uh, you know, mm. but also optimistic for 2020. Yeah. Agreed. I echo that. Sad, but excited for next season. I think 2020 will be a yeah. good year. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. World, champs. World champs. indeed. All right. Thanks, mm-hmm. everyone, for listening. We will uh, see you next week. Take care.